Nuclear proliferation. Global pandemic. Famine. Environmental genocide. War. Mankind teeters on the brink of a second dark age. Everywhere you turn, chaos, anarchy, and shadow. In these bleak days, under the fading light, where businesses and the little guy are left for dead on the side of the byway, and people cry out for the rule of law, humanity is at a breaking point where there is no light at the end of the tunnel, and everything good seems to have been barred, or banned, or barred. Two men offer up their voices in the darkness, a shining beacon leading the huddled masses into the safe harbor of good business practices and occasional time travel. Here are your hosts, the Sirens of Sanity, David Pridham, and L. Bradley Sheaf. Well, good choice, my friend, with or without you. By you too, late 80s. I'm not exactly sure of the year, but I'm, I'm going to say late 80s. So this week, Brad, as you know, and the studio audience here knows, we are back not wearing masks. The CDC has lifted the uh, restrictions. The guidelines have changed. It is morning in America again, except for the fact that everything is, to go, is going to uh, hell in a handbasket. But for this week only, we've decided to change the rules of IP frequently. Really? Brad, don't act like you don't know. Now, everyone here knows the rules, right? Brad and I are kept apart for 24 hours in advance of every uh, live studio taping um, of IP Frequently, similar to a married couple on the day of their nuptials. Okay. Except for the whole conjugating the marriage thing. We don't want any of that. No no conjugating here, Brad. No, of verbs or marriages. We don't Correct. do any of that. Correct. So we did uh, uh, stumble into this great idea uh, of the uh, wheel of IP Frequently. And what we're going to do this week is before each segment, spin the wheel, and then mm. randomly, uh, we will be uh, going into different segments because the reality is, as we all know, uh, there are too many great award-winning segments at IP Frequently to fill a given episode. So the only fair way to do it mm. is to spin a wheel and let chance lay her hand upon us. So do you want to do the honors and spin away? Uh, sure. Yeah, let me uh, reach over here and grab this wheel. It's uh, hefty for sure. I'm, I'm glad we didn't go cheap with the wheel. Let me give it a little spin here. And what did we come up with, my friend? Well, look at that, Brad. The first topic, guess the tweeter. Guess the tweeter, okay. And uh, as everyone knows, this is where we randomly go out into the Twittersphere and we pick randomly again, randomly, a tweet. Brad has not been on the Twitter for 24 hours, okay? And so uh, what we do is- I'm never on the Twitter, so you're safe there. Well, some would say differently. I don't know how. Uh, Well, I mean, again, that's a a different show. Uh, But we read the randomly selected uh, tweet 
to Brad Sheaf, and then Brad tries to guess who the tweeter is. Okay, let's do it. I'm all for okay. it. So we're going to give him two pieces of information. We're going to give him the date, mm-hmm. and we're going to give him the tweet, the hmm. content of the tweet, everything in there except the name, and then Brad will have to guess who tweeted this. So Brad, here is the tweet. It was sent on May 9th of 2021. And the tweet reads, Happy Mother's Day, except for the Hulk Hogan. Happy Mother's Day, except for the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you know Brad, what, buddy? I, I, I know this one. That's going to be your friend and mine, the Iron Sheik. The great Iron Sheik. That is yes. correct. And, he, and Brad has never been stuck at this game. Well, there we are. So the tweeter has been guessed. It's the Iron Sheik. Happy, happy Mother's Day, except for the Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Although that begs the question. Does not, uh, he's not a big Hulk Hogan guy. Now, well, Hogan beat him. Hogan, Hogan did beat him. And uh, the Iron Sheik seems bound and determined to bear that grudge, my friend. Uh, Brad, should we give that wheel another spin? Let's do it. Your turn. Let it All work. right. Hold on. And there it is, RIP report. Ah, the RIP report. Who do, who do we have this week, my friend? That's a, a favorite of many. And I'll tell you what, we've got a it's gonna be another difficult week for the uh for the kids here because it's it's been a tough one uh in the land of uh R I and P. Uh Don Kernoodle has passed away. Don Kernoodle, you say? Yeah, the great American pro wrestler who was a member, incidentally, of the Cobra Corps. Uh, with Sergeant Slaughter in the mid-1980s. He was trained by the great Ole and Gene Anderson. Ole Anderson be- being an original member of the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Yeah. You uh, you have a much deeper well of knowledge on pro wrestling than I do. I, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, I remember. I don't remember Kernoodle. Uh, next, the great baseball player, Pittsburgh Pirate, Rennie Stennett died. How old was Rennie Stennett? 72, Brad. He was yeah, the second baseman. He is known as the only player um, in uh, baseball history to have seven hits in a game. Why did I? That's a lot of hits. I mean, you just just coming to the plate seven times. Was it an extra innings game? It'd be exhausting. And then finally, last but certainly not least, the great actor uh, from Midnight Run, which is one of the best movies of all time, Charles Grodin, passed away. Oh. I do know Charles Grodin. That's too bad, and that was a good movie. Okay, let's uh, let's uh, spin the old uh, spin the old wheel again. What do you say? Right, your turn. Me, you want to go? Grab it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go backhand this time, as opposed to you know kind of pushing it. I'm going to pull it around. See how that does for us. Let me let this rip here. What do we got? You landed on one dollar, Brad. Oh no, I'm sorry. Oh, you've, you've well, landed I'll on the it. you've landed on the woke report. Woke report. Woke report? <laughs> Easy for you to say. It's a woke report. Well, this is the this is where we talk about and we we report on things mm-hmm. that are woke. And in this case, Brad, last week we talked about the great new CIA ads where we are uh, marketing the CIA to an entire new generation of combatants in the black ops war against all things that are against us. Uh, now, now there is a new army recruiting ad called Emma, where Emma 
talks about herself and herself and her family and herself, and then tries to entice people into the, uh, the army. Obviously, she had a different path to get there with two mothers, one of whom was almost paralyzed, but miraculously came back from the brink. Um, but uh, what do you think about this strategy to appeal to a new generation of American heroes? Oh, buddy, I, I don't get it. And here's why. Obviously, advertising is, is intended to be focused on whatever your target audience is, right? So as generations come and go, you certainly have to adjust your advertising to the up and coming generation. This advertisement doesn't upset me nearly as much as the CIA ones, but good for Emma, right? I mean, she's chosen to serve her country. She was raised by two moms. That certainly happens in this country. There's no evidence, at least that I'm aware of, that if you're raised by two moms or two dads, that, that you're you know, any more or less likely to be screwed up than anybody else. So that, all that's fine. But exactly how many kids are being raised by same-sex parents in this country? I mean, it has to be less than one one-hundredth of 1%. So if you're going to spend advertising dollars targeting a particular group that you want to consider enlisting in the United States Army, why would you target a group that is less than one one hundredth of one percent? That I don't get. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't make much sense to me. And it, it seems to go against what the Army supposedly teaches, right, about uh, joining an organization and, and uh, being part of a team. Those ads seem to be more about the individual. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's disappointing. I'm not sure who they're, who they're marketing it towards or if they're just trying to send a message more broadly that they are woke as in the woke report name. Well, let me tell you what's all different kind of woke, my friend, having been there on more than one occasion. If you want to really be woke, get shot at. That will, you know, sort of help you rub your eyes and get the sleep out of there and start paying attention. And that kind of thing happens to folks who enlist in the military. Yeah. I mean, if you're China or Russia or China, shouldn't you just start sending the troops over? Well, yeah, you don't even have to arm them at this point. They just have to show up. Uh, but uh, next spread is traffic and weather together on the sevens. But we don't have time for that because it's time to spin the wheel of woke yet again. Oh, boy. All right. Let me spin this thing. Oh, dang it. I was going for the double your prize, but I didn't get it. But I did get this week in innovation. And Brad, this week in innovation, there is no more uh, advanced technology than what we're seeing in the sky, over the country, around the globe, uh, in the uh, form of unidentified foreign objects. Or flying objects, even. Foreign objects. Foreign flying. Foreign flying whatever you want to say. As you know, Donald Trump, before he left office, signed a bill that uh, gave the Pentagon a set number of time, I think until June, to report on all things related to UFOs. Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing now are more and more reports, more and more videos of these unidentified flying objects. We're seeing mm -hmm. Uh, when the naval pilots, I mean, it was on 60 Minutes the other night. Barack Obama has talked about how there are a lot of questions about some of these videos. But the reality is there are videos of objects that don't bear any of the characteristics of a manned 
craft or of a craft that would be a drone or anything like that um, in the sky. And, and, and some of the army officers who were on 60 Minutes said, this is something that's a very, very regular occurrence where they're encountering things in the sky they can't explain, that have uh, no exhaust, uh, that don't look like any type of uh, uh, vessel they've ever encountered, and that just you know, they, they can't keep up with. Um, so the question is, uh, what uh, what do we think here? I mean, what better innovation could you have than a uh, flying uh, foreign uh, unidentified uh, object? Object, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, here, I, I, I have been paying attention to this a little bit just because I, I find it interesting. I think like most people, I mean, even whether or not you're you know, a big UFO buff or whether or not you know, it doesn't normally cross your mind, some of these videos are interesting and, and the idea is intriguing. I think, again, to anyone, the idea that there might be you know, other intelligent life someplace out there is intriguing. So yeah, I mean, I've been paying attention to it. And, and I was actually having this conversation with my wife the other day as we were looking at a news report on these things is here's what I don't get. Certainly there are things out there, right? I mean, all these videos, all these folks, they're not, they're not all kooks. They're not all crackpots. We were talking about military fighter pilots. And if something is going on, then either it's truly from another world or it was designed and built and, you know, something's going on right here on, you know, good old planet earth. Now, if it was from another world, I think we're relatively comfortable saying it didn't come from our solar system. But if you think these things are, are therefore coming from beyond our solar system, then you're talking about a group of folks who have technology that is interstellar, right? I mean, I believe the nearest stardust is like 14 light years away, right? So it take 14 years to get here at the speed of light. So what's your objective in doing that? If your objective is to conquer us, well, then go ahead and do it, right? But if your objective is just to observe, if you have that kind of technology, you would be able to observe without showing yourself. So what would be the point of showing yourself and then not doing something about that if you have that kind of technology? Like, oops, I just flew over a carrier battle group. I didn't mean to do that. And if it's terrestrial, then you know, we have a problem, right? Because somebody- We're in real trouble at that point. Ain't us has the ability to, you know, create these objects. And I just find that hard to believe. My gut tells me we're missing something, right? In all these videos, that there's something going on that we're missing. Because again, I can't really figure out why a, a group with the kind of technology it would take to get here from another star would behave in this way. Doesn't make any sense. And I think if we honestly believed that some other country had this kind of technology, we wouldn't be doing a 60 minutes report on it. We would be trying to figure out what the hell we were going to do about that. Right. So I don't, I think we're missing something. Or it could be that we're trying to figure it out and we just can't. Yeah. In which case, again, it's probably not something you want to discuss on 60 minutes because you're basically telling whoever is creating those craft that we have our heads up our asses and we don't know what to do about it. Which doesn't seem, you know, strategic. Well, it doesn't, but it also, you know, it's not like the military. These are ex-military that are giving these interviews. So, although Barack Obama came out and he said that there seems to be something there, so uh, that's a former president. I mean, that you know, that that lends it some uh, credence there, doesn't it? Barack Obama. I guess it depends on how you feel about old uh, former President Obama. Well, I mean, that's a podcast. For another day, my friend. Indeed. 
Well, let's spin the wheel again and let's see what we got. Ah, COVID corner. <laughs> COVID corner. Brad, the first uh, item in COVID corner is the origin of COVID. It looks like more and more people are coming around to the theory that much like the UFOs, um, there may be something afoot with COVID. In fact, a new report out of Congress uh, says that there is significant circumstantial evidence that the coronavirus originated uh, at a Chinese lab, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which, by the way, is a great place to visit if you are going by Wuhan on this year's family trip. You know what, but I, I don't think there's anyone who's paying any attention at all, who, who knows anything about this situation, who honestly believes that this virus, you know, made a jump in a wet market. You do have this Wuhan Institute of Virology that is openly investigating uh, these types of viruses, coronaviruses that come primarily from bats. That's what they do. They are famous for it. And so, you know, you apply Occam's razor it's pretty easy to go, well, let's see, they were investigating this virus and the virus arose in Wuhan. It's not good. It's not good. It's troubling. And, and the um, it's sort of like the JFK assassination. When you find out that the source of the uh, coronavirus was actually this lab, when you find out that the uh, Russians killed Kennedy, well, what the hell do you do about it? Right especially when you have a weak-kneed president who's not going to take the necessary steps. Well, I mean, and again, there's nothing you can do about it, but it would be nice to – here's the problem, right? I mean, are, are we going to start a world war over coronavirus? I certainly hope not, right? I mean, China's a nuclear power. We are a nuclear power. And we'll power. send Emma over there, some of the guys with games from the CIA. It'll be over the bullet, a week. The bullied guys, the gamers, the bullied gamers that are now yeah. you know, mm -hmm. in charge of deciding how we're going to run covert operations. Yeah, well, yeah. whatever. But I, I mean, we're not going to do that, right? But but you would hope that there would be enough just, you know, general common sense and general humanity for them to say, yeah, you know what, this this snuck out of our lab. We didn't do it on purpose. We're, we're sorry. You know, there was no intent here. It snuck out of our lab. Let's get some folks, you know, whoever is the expert on these things to come in, take a look and make sure we don't do this again, right? I mean, the, 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 it's not a biological warfare lab as far as we know, right? Is it possible that China has a biological warfare program? Not only is it possible, I think it's probable. But is Wuhan a part of it? Maybe, maybe not. But there's no question that that institute is doing viable, important work on virology and research, right? So it would be nice if we could, you know, get some outside third-party experts in this field to go in and say, hey, here's your problem, you know, like your auto mechanic done. And that's it. And we'll have to keep tabs on this, but uh, it looks uh, somewhat disturbing. All right, Brad, we have two more spins of the big wheel. Um, the wheel of woke, the wheel of woe. Uh, go ahead and uh, give her a rip. All right, I'm going double-handed this time. Look out for it. Step back. I don't know what's going to happen. There we go. Whoa, look at that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that could go all the way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Newsreel. 
<laughs> oh, look Newsreel. at that. Good. I like Newsreel. That worked out well. That worked out very well. Well, uh, Brad, in Newsreel, we've got a few items here. Uh, your former stomping grounds, uh, Illinois, ah. Lori Lightfoot, who is, by the way, a revolutionary, revolutionary figure. Going forward, she will only be doing interviews with black or brown reporters. There's too much whiteness in the um, old press room at uh, City Hall. Uh, thoughts too on that? Do you think that? Uh, you think that makes sense? Oh, uh, no, of course it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to any right-thinking person. Again, we talked about this last week. How in the world are you going to do away with the concept of organizing people into groups and then judging them by their membership in those groups by organizing people into groups and judging them by their membership in those groups, right? I mean, you just can't, you can't do it. When you, you come out and you say... I, I don't care who the reporter is. I don't care where they are from. I don't care what their outlet is. As long as they're of the appropriate racial background, I will talk to them. Otherwise, I won't. You're a racist. I mean, that is what you are. I mean, I, I thought when I first heard it, I thought it was a joke. But uh, when you look at the, uh, the, quote, overwhelming whiteness, and you see that she's only talking to, I mean, can you imagine if this were the other way, if someone like Trump had said that? Um, I mean, there would be a complete uproar and no one's talking about this. And it's it sort of tells us, you know, when you start looking at the puzzle, that is all the stuff we talk about and the, the little nuggets here or there, except for the space travel okay, and time travel, right. except for that, um, this woke revolution in our country is uh, problematic. Uh, next, Brad, um, Prince Harry back in the news uh, on a uh, recent uh, interview when he was asked about the First Amendment in this country, uh, he called it bonkers. And he said he really didn't understand it. And he went on to disparage uh, the American system, which when I last checked, was formed as a, uh, as a uh, part of a revolutionary war to get away from the crown and the backward system uh, that uh, you see in, uh, in the UK. Um, but it seems like he cannot help himself. He keeps on walking into it and keeps on uh, smacking it uh, now his new homeland and the uh, the people here who, who came here to get away from him and his ilk. The, the First Amendment is widely heralded around the globe as something that countries aspire to, the freedom of speech, the ability to stick up your hand and say, I disagree, no matter who you're talking to, right? And, and this moron gets on an interview and disparages that. Okay, well, I'll tell you what then, Brad, I think we have no choice but to spin the wheel one last time with that. Oh, that's good. I like the leverage off of that thing. There we go. And this is this is actually interesting. It is a, uh, a picture of a bronze Stevie award mm. brad mm. that could mean only one thing barred or banned the bronze stevie award winning uh segment outstanding so what's uh what's on the barter band agenda uh this week brad it is abortion the supreme court of these here united states are going to hear in the uh, fall term a mississippi law that would ban abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Very interesting. It'll be the first blush uh, for uh, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, and Coney Barrett on this issue. 
as with everything, it is always good to revisit things that are critical to sort of the fabric of your culture. And so, you know, as our culture changes, it is appropriate for us to reevaluate questions that come in at that level. And this is certainly one of them. So I don't know anything about that case. So I cannot comment specifically about it. I look forward to there being more dialogue on it. Let's see where it winds up. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see if the court is ready to take on Roe, because if the court's ready to take on Roe, and again, remember the Scalia-Rehnquist court tried to take down Roe and couldn't. Um, but if this court does, then it'll be uh, perhaps a signal of other changes that uh, the court's willing to uh, willing to make. And, and, and only time will tell, but that's that's a great barter band. Brad, they, we simply can't spin this wheel anymore. No, we can't. I mean, one, it, it desperately needs to be oiled. And two, uh, we we're out of time. I mean, that just is what it is. There's only so much podcast to be had in any given week. Yeah, and they're going to need it back at the Wheel of Fortune anyway. Correct. So, Brad, as you know, we got a big uh, shipment in this week, a couple of crates of IP frequently and presidential poll position T-shirts. I think we're ready to uh, do a big Twitter contest so that we can get these uh, shirts, the swag into the hands of some of our great listeners. And we'll pick a couple of winners and we'll send you some T-shirts, size of your choice. Wow. I mean, that, see, that is that is what it means to live in a free country. I think there it is. I, I like this, you know, sort of randomization of bits. I, I think that putting it in the hands of fate makes a lot of sense. I hope we continue it. And I hope that, uh, you know, we'll get feedback, positive and negative from our vast listening audience as to whether they like it as well. We'll take all of that into consideration or not. And uh, in any case, we'll be back one week from today on IP Frequently. This has been IP Frequently. Once again, clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth. You're welcome.